0: I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is Pandemic Boundaries.
1: Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. Do friendship at the problem. Jen, I am excited to answer these questions. Uh, once again, we've got questions from two very reasonable people who have very reasonable needs during this time of, of global crisis. And we're going to be talking about dealing with people who are behaving badly and also being friendly in a time of, uh, of rough times. Is that about right? What do you think, Jen? Yeah,
0: yeah, you nailed it. That was a good teaser trailer. So people have to listen to those questions later. They you... have to suffer through our banter first, but yeah, then yeah. they can get to the questions. <laughs> but Jen, how's your week going? Um, you know, it's gone pretty bad, but pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, ain't that the way? Yeah, pretty bad and pretty good. I uh, I did have a realization that I wanted to talk to you about. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. I saved it for the show. I actually have no idea this will be an interesting story to s- share in a podcast, but it's our podcast, Our Rules. And it so, already sounds really
1: spicy, so please continue. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay, so my second semester, uh, was it first semester? I don't know. It was my senior year of college. I had a nightmare known as a group project mm-hmm. and involved a video project involved. I had to rent a camera from the library. Isn't that so quaint now? There was no way to record it on my, on my phone. Oh, right? I, yeah, I know. I think that's probably the last time I rented a camera from anywhere. Yeah, you couldn't uh, do that on butcher. your like
1: T-Mobile Razor or whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, my BlackBerry. Mm-hmm. So we rented a camera and like I interviewed a professor. That was my portion. And something like got corrupt in the file. And it was a it was a real like logistical nightmare. like I went to the library so they could help me get the the file off the SD card and it wasn't working and it, it I I spent many evenings in the library trying to get the video off this card, blah, 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 blah. Um, I met met all the people that were were staffed at the library, and they really came to know me fondly Uh because they were very determined to help. They were very bored and very determined to help me. Like at one point, the university technology officer was like, I'm going to figure this out for you, Jen. Wow. And we never did. We never did. It was so corrupt. Um, I think what ended up happening was the camera that they rented me or the car they rented me accidentally was set up to like film Christopher Nolan-style movies. So the file was so so big that no computer could download it or something. I can't remember what happened. And I, I didn't understand it at the time, and I don't understand it now. The thrust of the story is that while I was dealing with this part of the group project, another member of the group project this guy turned into a monster. What? He was so mean. He was so stressed about this project and he took it all out on me. He considered me personally responsible for his grade. It makes you wonder like what was going on in this guy's life that made him like experience stress and turn this group project into an absolute nightmare. Like such a jerk. And like, I didn't tell a professor anything about it because it didn't, it wasn't harassment. I wouldn't characterize it as that. But uh, man, did he make three weeks of finals absolute hell. And I never talked to him again. <laughs> wow. and it bothered me. It bothered me for years. But Trin, OK, this is this is the point of this story. I woke up the other morning thinking about college finals week because it was cold out and it reminded me of finals. And I realized something really awesome, which is I don't even remember that guy's name. <gasps> That's so beautiful, Jen. I know. I was like laying in bed. I was like, is it Chad? Is it <laughs> Is it Marcus? Chum. And I, I was like, you know what? Don't try to remember his name. I could figure it out if I went on Facebook, probably if I searched through friends of friends. But I'm not going to. I'll do it, it was so great. So here's here's the point of the story. Getting old is not always a
1: bad thing. Of course. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, if if I if only I could harness the power of my elderliness to, to just <laughs> cull the memories that I don't want anymore. I know. You know, man, speaking of getting older, so I, I I don't know why why this came up in my memory, but a few years ago, so not like during pandemic times, but um, it, in a time where it was safe to be around uh, young children, I was hanging out with one of my nephews and he mentioned he was like, you're getting little little lines around your eyes," he says to me, and I go, and I and and I know that that can ruin a person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. know that they can, but it didn't. My immediate answer was, "I got those from not dying yet." Yes. And- and yes. that's that's it. You know, it's either that's the thing. Like every time I get grumpy about like my back hurts or whatever, it's like, well, it's it's either this or not getting older. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: like, I know that's exactly how I feel lately, man. Yeah, I've had an attitude adjustment, kind of being like, not it's not all the things that I haven't done or I need to do. It's like, wow, I've made it to this many years. Yeah, what a triumph! Like I've I- been around the sun a couple times
1: now. A Couple times. You've been through some weird shit, too. Like, I mean, it's it's not just like, you know, like I, I delight. Right now, you know, and maybe my my feelings will change as I become older. I delight right now in these little signs of aging. Like, like again, I mention this all the time. Only my eyebrows are going gray, which is just <laughs> what the f- why? <laughs> and it's <they>, so great. <gasps> did I tell you also that they're exponentially becoming grayer? Like in really just my eyebrows. I have I would say I have at least eight white hairs in each of my eyebrows now. <laughs> And I'm just like, what kind oh, of weird supervillain shit is this happening? I was going to say,
0: yeah, you're, you're turning into a uh, Trin Gandalf the White.
1: <laughs> Yay! God, if only I could be like, you know, uh, lofted away by eagles and come back Gandalf the <laughs> White. That would be very good. Ooh boy. So how are we going to transition this talk of, of aging in, into our, our question? Jen, do you have any ideas? Because I simply do not. Speaking of being lofted away by eagles,
0: (laughs) here is a question about someone that should be doing that.
1: That sounds really great, Uh, Jen. I I have an idea. Um, So when we started this episode, we were under a time limit, and uh, we are also under the additional time limit that I really have to poop. So what I think (laughs) it's a ticking time bomb. I actually think that I actually I think of a better idea because the question is pretty long. How about I go poop as fast as I can while you read the question, and we'll try I and time. T-
0: I think we can that do it. That is brilliant. I think we also can do it. take your time. This No,
1: is never. Uh, <laughs> Ball movements are important. Jen, I've got the fastest ass in the west. I'm a vegan. I, I there's no <gasps> shit that I take that, that that takes longer than two minutes. So oh
0: my god. Let's go. Okay. Let's yeah, go. you're like a you're, you're like a like a water park slide. Okay, here we go. Ah! Hi there, Friendshippers. I'm a she-her in my late 20s, and I live in an apartment complex in a major American city. My next-door neighbors have been behaving so poorly throughout this pandemic and is affecting my view of the rest of the world. Understandable. Every single weekend since Shelter in Place, starting Saturday afternoon and lasting through Sunday night, they've had a party of maximum 10 to 15 people in their apartment every weekend. It's not technically against the law, though I think it might have been, and I wouldn't really want to involve the police even if it were but they're putting themselves and everyone else in the building at risk. Not only do they have these parties, but they have them out on our shared alley. So if I ever want to do laundry or take out the trash during these times, the facilities are across the alley, I have to walk through a group of unmasked dickheads. (laughs) I would really love to be able to do chores on the weekends, but they don't even wear masks in our shared laundry room when they're not having parties, which makes my building feel unsafe, even when they aren't hosting guests. Should I talk to them? This has been an ongoing situation for months. At first, I must admit, I was pretty passive aggressive. Doors have been slammed. Eyes have been rolled. But after the initial rage, I've said small things to them in passing. I said small things to them in passing, polite stuff. Like, hey, are you guys low on masks? We've got some to spare. And they've always been like, no, we're fine. I feel a sense of obligation to say something because I'm white and so are they. I feel it's important to use my privilege for good when I can. But I'm kind of afraid of them. And if I confront them and they don't listen to me, life will just become worse. An important detail. My partner is a white man, and I feel like if either of us should talk to the neighbors, it should be him. In fact, I think he should have said something already. But then again, I don't know what he or I would say, and I don't think my neighbors are reasonable enough to listen to either of us. I'm just mad. Please help, lol. Cranking California, she, her.
1: Oh, Ms. Crankster. Oh, I'm so sorry and angry. It's such a it's such an impossible situation, you know, and like I I like that the the asker mentioned the little details of like, I'm white. So I feel like, you know, if anybody in my building, like maybe it should be me. So I'm assuming there must be like a a diverse set of people in, in, in their building, in her building, excuse me. And I, I think it's funny that, like, my, my boyfriend should have said something by now. But, like, you're right also in that he doesn't have the words either. Like, this is such a we keep on using the word unprecedented in these times, yeah. you know. Yeah, And that is true. You don't have a guidebook to look to for this because we haven't had this problem before. Let's start this question out with, Asker, it is so reasonable that this is difficult for you to
0: solve. You've clearly thought this through and you haven't come up with a solution because there is no solution.
1: Right. Absolutely. It sucks. I mean, and, and I, I, I like also that you mentioned like none of this is technically illegal. And also I'm glad that you um, are not calling the police. I don't think that police will make this situation more smooth. I don't think that police will solve this situation. And the police also cannot do anything because it's not illegal. So So that's fucking right. rough. Jen when we were kind of noodling about this earlier you mentioned that if there is any authority that they could call to it would be the landlord but also landlords also fucking suck and like people lost their jobs so they're not paying their rent so your landlord like is not going to be happy that to have somebody who's in trouble you know
0: right i mean you don't want to get this person these people evicted i don't think it would come to that but it like wouldn't. you have to consider that and i'm also sure that the asker has thought of this or tried it I also am sure there's a reason you didn't mention the landlord yet, and it's because it would be a useless, useless path to take. I am almost certain of that. Yeah, I, I've never met. um, I've never personally had a landlord that was effective. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. If you want to talk to your neighbors, you can. There are ways to do it. I don't think any of them are going to work, though. Like if we keep on saying things like, you know, this has been months and if people haven't changed their behavior yet, they probably won't. If you talk to your neighbors, you might want to go with asking questions, you know? When people have a situation with their friends, and this these neighbors are certainly not your friends, but when people have a situation with their friends where there's a pattern that they would like to end that they have tacitly approved of by not saying anything, we say always to start that conversation acknowledging that you're part of it. And that's not really what's happening. Like, you're not tacitly approving your neighbor's behavior because you are not close to them. But I think that that's the only way to start a productive conversation mm-hmm. is to give them a little ground first. So it's like something like, um, you know, this has been going on for a long time. I really wish I'd something said something to you sooner. It sucks that... It sucks that, that that's my advice <laughs> is to soften I it first. I,
0: but I, I, I don't mind that advice at all, though, Trin, because I think it makes approaching the conversation easier on the asker. And that's what I want to do. Because yeah. it sounds so daunting because it is daunting. But starting with how you feel, man, that sounds so cheesy. I haven't used the word I statement in a while, this phrase I statement in a while, and I'm going to use it now. I'd just be like, I, I'm feeling confused. I'm wondering what's going on. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's a good way to start.
1: Yeah. And Jen, like ask questions as as you were kind of like getting to. I don't think that sitting them down, which please don't. uh, I don't think knocking on their door and being like, hey, parties got to stop. It's it's not going to do anything. I think that actually what you're going to want to do is ask questions. It feels like you're. Not fully aware of what's going on with the pandemic. Why are these parties so important to you that you continue to have them? Do you really feel safe? Really? How? What are you doing to feel safe? Like, are you aware that the problem isn't just you getting COVID? It's actually you spreading it to a bunch of people? Like, and notice how I, you know, obviously I have a lot of judgment in my heart, but like I tried to be, I tried to keep my voice like, like hey, like, did you know? Like, I, yeah. I, I feel like you don't have all the information that your behavior suggests that you might be under a misapprehension about what's happening right now, you know? And I, and I don't think that you quoting statistics at them is going to help either. But if, for whatever godforsaken reason, you feel like you want to have a conversation with them and that it could work, I would say start with giving a little ground and then ask questions. Make them justify themselves.
0: Yeah. And the more you ask, the more the argument grows thin. You could go a different route, too. This just occurred to me, and I actually don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm well, going to say it out loud. Let's find out. What if you said, like, my partner is immunocompromised, and when you have parties, you really scare me. Now, is that the truth? It has a flavor of truth <laughs> <laughs> in that there could be people in the building that are immunocompromised. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, man. There almost certainly are. Like, <laughs> I am you know? so
0: cool with this person
1: lying. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm like I think good I with am them. too.
0: Why? It's lying for the greater good. Yeah. And you know what, you ask her, no doubt, know someone who has a serious illness. We all do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I love when we tell people to just fucking lie. I really, I really do. This is called the
0: guilty. This is called a guilt tactic. And we don't usually advocate for trying to make people feel bad and guilty. But these but people I, aren't your friends. You, like, you don't even care about friends, them. They're not your friends. And <laughs> you don't have to be compassionate to everyone. OK? Yeah. You don't have to be patient with everyone. You just don't. You're a human being. I'm not advocating going and screaming at them. But if you did, I I would also understand You know, I would be there's a part of me that would cheer you on. I don't think you're going to do that just because unless you reach a breaking and you just do that. In which case, please send us a follow up email immediately. Let us know how it went.
1: (laughs) It's like so one of the reasons that I love the lying approach (laughs) is. (laughs) yay. First of all, there's no way for them to prove that wrong. None. You know, and like it's just there's no way for them to to argue with you. And two, because every time they have a party you are confronted with the fact that there are people in this world who don't care. And if every time they see you, they are confronted with the fact that there are immunocompromised people in the world that deserve to be safe, (laughs) like as safe as we can make them. I would love your face to make them feel so much fucking shame. That would be great. Me too.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm really warming up to this idea of blatantly (sighs) lying. Because you know what's not a lie? You know what is truthful is that all the hospitals are full. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Uh, that uh, non-white people, black people, and brown people are getting this are getting coronavirus uh, in in numbers that are limitless and countless compared to white people. Yeah, like these are these are truths. And can we give them a white lie that maybe will catch their attention? Ooh, right. Yeah. Why not?
1: The first thing that they would counter with is, well, we're not going to stop having fun and living our lives just because there's a flu going around, you know? Um, (laughs) And if they say that, I have what I think is actually a good analogy. And listeners ask me, let me know what you think about this because I'm going to use it in real life. So it's a virus, okay? It's not a car crash. In a car crash, the car crash ends at some point, you know, like it might be a multi-car pileup, something like that. That's not what this is. This is if every time somebody got in a car crash, it spawned exponential multiple car crashes forever. You know, like it's not it's not a one off thing. It's something that continually feeds into itself and becomes larger. So if they say like, well, there's, there's the flu and you're more likely to die of this and this. And you're like, it's not about you dying. It's not about you getting sick. It's about you spreading it to people who will die. And if you continue to do this, that is indeed what occurs. And to continue this analogy, I, I, I'm
0: I'm going to start to ruin it, but I pretend this pretend this makes sense, okay? Oh, I'm in. I'm um, in. The people in that can afford the more expensive cars aren't going to get it. Oh yeah,
1: like the people yeah. with airbags, like they're yeah. gonna, they're yeah. going to land on their feet. But the people who are driving like my, my old '84 Dodge Aries K that never went over 50 miles an hour and had no airbags, <laughs> like. Like, that's that's how it goes, you know, and that is so fucking shitty. And the reason why we wear masks, the reason why we social distance is because we are combating the garbage, the garbage, <laughs> you know, like yep, we yep. we are we are the, the heroes here. We are who we are waiting for is what they say, you know, like, oh, God. So I I feel like that those are the only things you can say to them. And Jen, I, I feel like you might agree with me when I say I would not talk to them. Like, I just wouldn't. I don't think they're going to change their behavior.
0: I don't know. I've, um, I I honestly, I can't say if I would or wouldn't. I don't envy that the fact that this asker has a front row view every day into people fucking up. That would really, really mess with me. My uh, upstairs neighbor right now is a nurse. And we're, we're not particularly close. And we don't run into each other very often. But I did blurt some when I when I met her when she moved in, it was right when the pandemic started, they moved in. We were like crossing paths and I saw that she was like, you know, dressed to work at a hospital. And I was like, oh, my God, you're such a hero. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. she was in uh, it was very awkward. And I definitely made it weird and more about me than about her. I don't know if if I either would confront this person. Part of me really wants to. And part of me would be like, fuck them. You know, there are other things you could do that are um, less mature. You could keep slamming doors and rolling your eyes. Actually, I do advocate for that. It might make you feel better. Yes. You could write a stern, anonymous note. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They'll you never could... know it's you. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> sign it. Get other neighbors to sign it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit, yeah. Jen, you're right. Actually, They're...
0: there might be a, yeah, there might be an idea here, actually. Wait, yeah, let's think about this for a second.
1: Because so here's the thing. like, So this person it lives in a, an apartment complex. And they're complaining about one apartment in that complex, which I would say that math must mean that most people in the building are not doing this as far as the asker is aware. So if yeah. there are other people in the building that you talk to, I personally talk to none of my neighbors. But but if you have a relationship with neighbors, like people that you see, you know, in your fucking shared courtyard, like wearing a mask, like those are your allies. And and maybe it's time to kind of team up, you know, and maybe say, it's time to unionize. Yeah, honestly, it's like a, a peer union, you know. It's yeah. a yeah. It's a like we're a union of people who are not fucking up. <laughs> we're kind of yeah. we'd like you to stop. Stop doing that. Oh, yeah. Looking for some allies is a great idea, Jen. Man. Yeah. You could you could start the conversation like,
0: hey, hey neighbor, if you have a second, I have a question for you. Have you noticed that apartment uh, C for C for Crappy, they keep having parties? And then they might say something like, yeah, I love going over to the party. Over <laughs> oh, to God, the party. And you're like, OK, never mind. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to back up forever. from you. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but they might be like, are they?
1: Really? That's no good. Or they might say, I know, I hate it. Yeah. Getting some opinions, I think, is a really good idea. I think the only two situations in which you interact with these neighbors in a direct way that is not the passive aggressive continuing to roll the eyes, which please roll your eyes constantly, just fucking go for it, is get some allies or have like the most gentle conversation possible. Because, you know, shaming people doesn't work, which sucks because I love to do it. (laughs) It feels so good to shame somebody who's who just fucking sucks. And it sounds like these people do. But there are other ways to manage this. So, you know, again, like we just said, the math that you have implied means that most of the people in your building are doing OK. Hey, that's fucking good. You know,
0: what's that Mr. Rogers quote? Mr. Rogers quote. That's like, look for the helpers. Find yeah. your equivalent of that. Look like, for the people that are doing it right. Yeah. It might make you feel a little better.
1: What What is the, the updated version of that, though, for this? It's like it's not just look for the helpers. It's like look for the people who are not deliberately fucking uh, everything. The people thing. who care.
0: <laughs> Look for the people who give okay. a shit.
1: Yeah, that's a shorter way yeah. of saying that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My last piece of advice for this asker is open Google Docs, pick a nice corporate-looking font, print out a sign, laminate it, and hang it, and have it say that you suck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jen! what not but- that be... Oh, cathartic that's so good. and pretty great like lam- <laughs> i think the laminating it is like really what fucking sells it i, I- maybe multiple signs like if you can do yeah. that <laughs> like, because you said it's an alley so like just put them in the alley like 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 line the alley going to the yeah room. so
0: um alleys in chicago at least my part of chicago have a bunch of signs that say like don't feed the rats um close your close your lids um, don't put dog poop out in the alley because rats love to eat it. Like all these yeah. like, rat signs. make make one that
1: make you tack up your own signs right next to those. I love it.' <laughs> so ridiculous. So uh, so like in conclusion of this question is the best coping mechanism that we can think of beyond, you know, having an altercation with your neighbor, which really might not be worth it at all. But the best coping mechanism is remembering that the people who are doing things right are far less visible. You know, like the people who are screwing up are the ones who are outside. (laughs) You know, they are the ones that are making noise. And so you notice them so much more. And I hate saying, like, you just kind of have to deal with the fact that they suck. But fuck, that might actually be the answer. Is that like, especially if talking to them is not worth it, you know, but you're doing well. You're
0: doing well. Thank you. You're a buddy. You're a buddy to us. You're a friend to us. A distant COVID friend. Should we speed run this next question, Trin?
1: I love it because uh, this is another COVID buddy and I'll just go for it. Yeah. Hey, Friendshipping. I just started working as a screener. I'm a temperature taker and asker of COVID-related symptoms at a hospital. I see the same healthcare providers every day. And now after weeks on the job, I'm recognizing faces, or at least the eyes and hair above the mask. My interactions with them are usually 5 to 10 seconds, and I want them to feel welcome and cheery right off the bat. We all wear name badges, and some call me by my name. I've never formally introduced myself or vice versa, so my question is, can I just go ahead and address folks by their name? Or is that weird? I do delight in being weird, but only if it doesn't make other people feel uncomfortable. From my fern to yours.
0: <laughs> oh, so OK. Cute. I like this person so much. I sweetie. like you so much. Yeah. To go ahead and do it, in my opinion, use their names. Use names whenever you can. It's, it's a practice that I found to be very nice and humanizing. And I'm not particularly good at remembering or using people's names. Um, but it's something that that I'd like to get better at.
1: Anything that you can do to make your life a little nicer and cheerier, especially because you are a frontline worker. We approve. We approve. We approve. Anything, just making friends, yes. Eating a bunch of carbs, please do. Drugs, go for it. You deserve a free, a free crime, free of charge. Um, so, it, it, and if saying somebody's name, which is publicly facing information, by the way, it's on a name tag. So it's not like you are uh, like going through hospital records and finding out identities or something like that, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, I do think that, because, mm, let me think. What in what situation would it be weird to address somebody by their name on their name tag? I really can't super think of one, especially if this person has been referring to you by the name on your name tag,
0: right? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe it's tricky if you don't quite understand someone title someone's title or how to use it. I I never know when to say like doctor or whatever. Uh, but you are in a hospital, so it's probably you're probably gonna have an easier time than I do.
1: Yeah, I mean. You could just start you could start a conversation. And I mean, we're not saying like you're going to go and make a million friends at the hospital because name badges. That's I mean, no, like there are probably not going to be like close knit friend circles (laughs) formed from this name badge uh, situation. But in this time of involuntarily narrowing friendship circles we really encourage you to get your socialization in wherever you can. And like, it may have felt weird in the before times to refer to somebody by the name on their name badge. But like, man, smiling at people, waving at people, like I would say absolutely go for it. Because the interactions that we have with people these days can be fraught and unpleasant. Like my most, the most common interactions I have with people outside of my partner and like Zoom calls with my friends is uh, like the frantic grocery store trip, you know, yeah, um, yeah. there's a and I, or going to Walgreens and, and getting some drugs. Good old Marge, though, at Walgreens. I wanted to mention. Oh, Walgreens Marge. Walgreens Marge. I love Walgreens Marge so much. She's one of the people who is like, you know, the crack team that is keeping me alive. Um, and. <laughs> Marge delights in being called Marge and every time I go to Walgreens I end basically every sentence in Marge like thank you so oh. much Marge and how you doing Marge and like how's it hanging Marge and, and it's such a fun name to say oh, heart. you know and I just I just love her and I, I could tell that she's happier and, and and if I called her Marge and she was like what the fuck I would never have done it again you know, <laughs> right? but like instead, she's just like, oh, I like I, I'm sure she doesn't recognize me at all because mask and because she sees a million people. But like it does seem to make her day a little more pleasant when I'm being personal with her. Oh, I
0: absolutely think so. The energy you're giving off there is contagious. Not <laughs> in oh, no. a, something <laughs> contagious in a, in a good right? way, in, in, a, in, a, in a positive Finally,
1: way. Finally, <laughs> something.
0: I like them. I like this ask her a lot. And it occurs to me that they are the first person people see when they enter the hospital. Yeah. So that is a tough position. I'm sure you've seen some shit. Not only are you interacting with you know, the doctors and all the people in, that work there at the hospital, but all the people that are entering the hospital. This sounds like a tough job, and it sounds like you're bringing joy to it and helping people. And man, I uh, you're my Times
1: Person of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Agree. Agree. I I think that you should be able to have one unmarked bullet for whoever you want. I feel like you should be rewarded yeah. in many ways. So I guess the short answer is uh yes. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You can do it. All that's to s- all this to say, yeah. Mhm. Yep. Mhm. Yes. Well, this has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you want to check out our book, Hella, do it. Uh, you can just go to friendshippingbook.com and find out every piece of information you could ever want. You want to follow us on Twitter? Oh, go for it. You can follow us on Twitter at NewFriendship. Uh, and if you would like to send us a friendship question, we would love friendship questions. We get a lot about COVID. so And I want you to know it doesn't have to be about COVID. It could be something else, but obviously we'll take COVID questions. Friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Uh, Ian, you're the best putting up with us. Uh, Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent who kicks ass. Thank you to Molly Lewis for uh, creating our theme song, which has been wonderful for five years. Uh, Thank you to... I know there's a third person. Oh, Lauren Gallagher. There's a fourth. It doesn't matter. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for uh, your wonderful design work, the logos that we still use. And thank you all for staying home (laughs) and for listening. You're welcome for staying home and for talking. Your friendship
0: And you're welcome for staying home and for listening.
1: And talking also.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say it again. No, 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 no,
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's good.